This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Rakiros Mergolis. What a wonderful phrase. Rakiros Mergolis. Ain't no passing craze. It means all sidekicks die for the rest of their days. It's our henchman free philosophy. Rakiros Mergolis. Wow. <laughs> Wait. Uh, is Mergolis Latin? It's High Valerian. That's what I, I was like. That's totally Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Velar M- Margolis, Whoa. but it's Rakiros Margolis. So you just did a, a Disney themed Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> yeah. You could translate henchman and sidekick into uh, High just Valerian. Go to Google and then go to High Valerian Translator. Wow. That's what I did today. Whoa. Welcome to Bake It Sell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm J. Zach? Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. Welcome hey, back. back. Welcome back, Zach. Thank you for letting me out of my box. I appreciate it. You didn't have to eat all that Wendy's either. Yeah. I did anyway. Oh, technically he was back on the bake a bit we just had. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Illusion. But thank you for listening to our last show, our Wendy's menu challenge conquering that we did. Yeah. Uh, we ate everything on the menu at Wendy's, and some people had things to say about it. <laughs> like Kendall J., who said, great choice in Dave's single in a combo. And also, well done for playing the Russian national anthem in your outro. <laughs> Comrade Jake, love of potatoes makes him true Russian. It's a big uh, potato. Potato. Uh, A.B. Osby said, I once worked in an office where my boss would ask me to go get Wendy's for her, and she would buy me lunch if I did. She honestly would ask for a quad well, every time. Nope. We, we, we never did the quad. We only did the triples. And then he says, one time she asked me to buy her a quintuple. Five patties. I wish I was joking. I think that's illegal in this state. Ooh. How, like, the triple was bad enough. Yeah. How, how could you do a quintuple? That's a bad ratio right there. Oh, I Ooh. hate it. Also, thanks for the love on the episode art. I'm just saying. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. good. And then Christy Barba uh, said, one, the episode art is hey! terrifying. Ter- wait, terrifying? Terrifying. Yeah. terrifying. It, it, wait, it, terrifying? It's, it's, it's humorously terrifying. Okay, good. It's great. Uh, two, Kent, your dad jokes are amazing. Yes. You were crushing it. Bone Three. nuts and harmony, guys. <laughs> Three, is it possible to listen and not immediately go to buy Wendy's? Nope. So, four, thanks for inspiring a random Wendy's picnic. We love fries dipped in Frosty and the chicken avocado BLT. We never think that will happen. We always think we talk so much about the food that people are just as sick inside as we are. Yeah. And then people go. Like almost every single of these menu challenges that we've done, people Except will say, for Burger King. I went after. <laughs> no, people did. People went, they I went did? to Burger King. Yeah. They said you, you maybe want to have Burger King. Guys, I have never been on a uh, a We Ate Everything. Yeah. We are four for four, not the Wendy's four for four. Every single one that you've done, I have immediately, before the episode is over, been in the drive thru of that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we are making them so much money. And we get nothing for it. Yeah, yeah, not even retweets from Wendy's. Listener. And patrons. Yeah, and patrons. We do have a new patron. It is Andrew D. He is Aww. a tier one listener. Jumping in at tier one. Hey, Thank you, Andrew. Andrew D., you rock. Thank you. We really appreciate you. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? It's a bacon sales staple. We are returning to a bracket. Now, we are doing one of the most fearsome brackets you could ever imagine. <laughs> Stop it. Disney sidekick cage match to the death. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Joel, do you have the numbers on when we did the heroes and villains brackets for Disney? It was early well, so on, right? I was going to say, we, we, there are some repeats in this bracket from when we did our uh, Disney villains back, at, back in June of 2016. That was episode 62. I think that was erased from everyone's memory, or should be. That's a three-parter, if you want to go back and listen to that. I don't. I really... I mean, we done uh, we did heroes first, I think, and then no, we, we did, did villains first. No, we did, we did hero, regular heroes first, and then we did a villains bracket, then we did a Disney villains, and then a Disney heroes. Yes. 
And now we're at the Disney Sidekicks. Uh-huh. Super Henchmen. dynamic, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> no, it, it's fun. People this like one this is one. fun. I like this one. People like seeing Disney characters battle to the death. Yeah, especially these ones that you forgot their names. Some of them I did. Uh, the whole list. Like, I got the list from Joel of like possible you know, candidates, and I was like, who? <laughs> and we'll yeah. be describing what movie each of these characters are from, maybe what kind of animal they are and what they do in the movie, possibly. Exactly. <laughs> abilities and, and skills. No, they definitely have abilities. Oh, come on. And weaknesses and abilities. as well. And most of the information that I got is from the Disney Wiki. The official, I don't know if it's official, but Disney Wiki. See, I went Disney Wiki, Hero and Villain Wiki, mm-hmm. and then the Wikipedia. Wikipedia? Yeah. What is that? Don't go. It's dark web. It sounds like. Yeah. Don't look at Ken's search history. <laughs> don't look at my search history. <laughs> and you can go see your bracket at, right now at bakeitsell.com. You can print off a bracket and play this at home with your friends and family and cause lots of contention. And it's also kind of cool because on one side of the bracket, we have all the good and loving people on the good side of the, oh, yeah. of the sidekicks. On the other side, we have henchmen and evildoers. That are going to, uh, there's going to be some crossover between the two because some are good, but they're aligned with evil and some are evil, but aligned with good. I, I feel bad for the henchmen side because they always usually bungle what the villain's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so, but the good sidekicks are just lovable. Yeah. Well, but Characters he, we've known Disney for 60 tends years, to take 70 these, years. A lot of these henchmen, Disney takes them and makes them good at the end. So a lot of these say redeemed at the end or formally evil. And No, but this is a fight to the death. This yeah. is. And we're going to put these in a Hunger Games style arena where we kind of create the arena in a tailor-made fashion. Now, so it allows Batman to know all the weaknesses of the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Batman's oh, on Disney. take it easy. That's yes. just cancer argument for everything. So Joel usually goes like a little overboard with the environments and he usually mm-hmm. gives someone a advantage. Are you kidding me? And so Zach, Joel I would does. like you to pull yeah, that Joel does. on Joel <laughs> okay. when he gives an advantage. Please. Okay. Please. <laughs> so as we get into this, I will say I've decided ahead of time that a lot of my choices are not going to be as based on my personal bias but rather your arguments if you make a strong argument please don't do that i'm gonna that's how certain people got through because of dumb arguments because of dumb better people. he just said better arguments and then you can see more it. engaging when logic arguments, and reason reign there is no argument need to be made i mean this might be insects this might be the third time it's that i agree with joel it's not even a and thing. so how we describe the fighters enter the arena as they would when you buy an action figure and it yes. usually comes with one staple side piece an accessory a toy a weapon yes yeah so like if you picture buying an action figure you'll get the main figure two side pockets you'll get like maybe a dog or like a, a pistol or something like that yes. like the hunger games katniss has a bow and Peta has a bag or something a bag of makeup something that he makes yeah something so he can make he himself throws. a rock yeah stupid but yeah so we'll go through this bracket if you haven't heard these before kent and i will debate them if we both agree the person and a lot, on. a lot of these we may agree yeah but if we don't yeah, you guys always then end up debating the other one that's losing anyway <laughs> that's true <laughs> so we're going to go through 64 teams or players teams, yes players yeah and they're going to get down to 32 and that will be for show two and that will get to our final champion in the next week's episode. Because just to manage expectations, we are only going through the first round today. Don't worry, it'll take us a while. Yeah. All right. And like Joel said, we are going to do the hero side and then the villain side. And shout out to the almighty Bacon Council. This is where this idea actually came from. Yeah, Yeah, from a Bacon Council meeting we just had. So let's get started, gentlemen, with the hero side of this bracket. Oh, this is a great start. (laughs) Olaf. From Frozen. And Piglet. From Winnie the Pooh. Oh, (laughs) Go! So Olaf's skills is he can assemble and disassemble himself at will. He can also unlock doors using his carrot. 
And in Frozen 2, I don't know how far we want to go into this, Elsa gave him permafrost. Mm-hmm. Because so he, in Frozen 1, he had the cloud. They didn't want to have to animate the cloud the whole time. Yeah, why. and that's exactly why they gave him permafrost. <laughs> now, for Piglet on the Disney Wiki, his strength says, small degree of physical strength. <laughs> so did you know I actually found more information? About Piglet? About Piglet. They actually say he can hold many times his own weight with one hand because he saved Rue from a raging river. Also, he's held up Winnie the Pooh, who is much heavier than himself, with one hand. Pulled he, him up a tree. He's a cuddly little cubby all stuff with Fluffy. He doesn't I weigh know, that much. Well, he, he, he doesn't weigh that much, but he's yeah. much bigger than Piglet. I also have likes and dislikes for a lot of these. Uh, for example, Piglet's likes, uh, being with Pooh and his friends, Haycorn, safety, helping his friends, dislikes, danger, his size, bees, the dark, most woozles and blustery days. Most woozles. That's Most my woozles. fear, too. <laughs> Most woozles. Kent, where are you going on this one? It's Olaf versus Piglet. Man, I, I really hate Olaf, and I really love Piglet. Piglet is endearing. I don't think he's as bloodthirsty as Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Winnie the Pooh can use bees at his will. Uh, whereas, that's fuzzy, but... <laughs> hey, it happened in history. <laughs> no. history. Piglet is afraid, but... Do you want me to think, tell you how I think this would play out? Go for it. So I do think Piglet, he's afraid of most everything. He would see a talking snowman and freak out. And then Olaf would see Piglet and just think he's adorable. So Piglet would be like, um, can I have a hug? I'm a little bit scared. And then when Olaf goes to give him a hug, Piglet would grab, because remember, it's a fight to the death. Right. He would grab one of the stick arms, stick it in Olaf and pry his body apart. And then <laughs> I think wow. he'd pry it until it's little snowballs. And so he could actually get him to melt at that point, And then he'd use the water for Rabbit's Carrot Garden. So, yes. Wow. Olaf still keeps his soul, by the way, even when he's water. I would. Yeah, that makes sense. He does. Yeah. Uh, and they, they had it in one of his side adventures well, where he's he, melted he and then he becomes and... he can become like totally frozen like Ice Cube as well. Yeah. But he's always Olaf. But it's kind of ironic because he has a carrot for a nose and he'll be used to water new carrots. So I do think Piglet would take this one somehow I'm, by deception. I'm going to disagree with you, Kent. Oh, sure. No. Only because Olaf has an uncanny ability to keep getting coming back together after being torn apart. Mm-hmm. So I see them fighting. I see maybe Piglet's a little scrappy, and he's scared at first. But then this being, this Olaf being, keeps coming for him and keeps coming for him. Like a zombie just keeps coming for him, and he can't stop him. And so he's running from place to place to place trying to figure out. But Piglet doesn't weigh very much. A good gust of wind will get him. And so I think Olaf is going to chase him. That's like, a quick getaway. Unintentionally towards a cliff and be like, come here, give me a hug. And Piglet's like, no, don't, don't come near me. And oh. then a blustery wind ah. will pick him up and blow Piglet off the cliff. But he's also a stuffed animal. And then the fall's not going to kill Olaf, him. Uh, and then Olaf's going to look down and be like, oh, too bad. And then walk off. Yeah, but the fall's not going to kill him. Also, when Olaf, rocks below. when Olaf assembles himself, he doesn't really assemble himself really well unless he has help. But like he's ima- always kind of contorted. imagine kind of a mutated Olaf coming towards Piglet. Piglet's gonna freak I'm out. Afraid he's gonna of a die mutated of a heart Olaf. attack before anything else. He's he so hasn't jittery. Yet. But you are Piglet not factoring so in jittery. Jittery. the biggest thing. What is, what's it, how, gonna happen to Piglet when he falls off a big cliff? He's a stuffed animal. Exactly. He won't die. He's That's what bounce off rocks. Yeah. Remember how I said I was gonna remove personal biases? There's really nothing in the world I love more than Winnie the Pooh. That said, um, I think you have basically outlasting Piglet can hide forever. And Olaf can be distracted by an existential crisis. But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Olaf. You're going to go with Olaf? Yes. A snowman. Everything you just said was contrary to that. Yeah. Because, and I'll give you this, dude, water does some damage, man. Water, I have water damage in my ceiling right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really <laughs> annoying. Gosh. I don't have any. Whatever I don't have any to stay away from personal biases. I don't have any any, any uh, damage from stuffed animals. Yeah, they actually help you through damage. It's true. Yeah. All off. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Your argument makes no sense, but oh, I d- agree d- with dear. it. Next up, we have a kind of groupings in these next yes, two. I, I want to clarify. When we yeah. put these together, we put some together because they were inseparable yeah. and or did not have personalities strong enough to be different yeah. from one another. Mm-hmm. A lot of these share uh, share uh, Disney Wiki pages. A well, perfect example here. Timon and Pumbaa. From The Lion King. And Victor Hugo and Laverne. From The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So the skills of Timon and Pumbaa are speed, cunning, and digging from uh, Timon's side. Pumbaa has physical strength. He and also comically dangerous flatulence. <laughs> uh, the uh, gargoyles. Yeah. yeah they're, they're gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame. They have the power of flight, minimal. And they're also made of stone. When you say minimal, like it's like... It's fluttering. Flap, flap. Yeah, it's fluttering. And then it stops. Around. Yeah, they, they, they can move around that way because they don't have legs. Yeah, so definitely they no flutter legs. around. Man, this is... The weaknesses of Timon and Pumbaa are predators. So really... You know, predators bigger than them that yeah. they can eat them. I have uh, weaknesses, fear and sequels. Yeah, very much so. Uh, weaknesses, responsibility. Timon hates when Pumbaa calls him Ramon. What? Yeah. Also, luau's. It's one of uh, Pumbaa's weaknesses. Loneliness. Luau. I and, think that was a strength. And also singing from Pumbaa's side in the new Lion King movie. Oh, Seth Rogen. And then I think heights are the weakness for the gargoyles and Victor has panic attacks. Crippling mm. panic attacks. Is that Jason? Well, Jason, Jason Alexander? Alexander? Jason Alexander, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Do we know these names at all. No, I was going to say he, he's Hugo. I'm pretty sure is okay. Jason Alexander. Yeah, because it matters. Clever, but here's my question: because yeah. when they're not interacting with Quasimodo, they're just lifeless, ordinary statues. Are they real, or are they just a figment of Quasimodo's mind? Is he Tyler Durdening them and like all the things he claims that they do? Because he doesn't have any friends up in the bell tower, and so like he they they do things like they throw things or light things on fire or whatever. But at the end. But are they really doing it, or is Quasimodo really doing it? Well, no, they're really doing it. It's just when you blink, that's when they're moving. Hmm. So we all know that stone statues are real and gargoyles are real. Don't even blink. But yeah, so in the canon of Hunchback Notre Dame, like when people are looking, anyone but Quasimodo, they they stand still, right? They're just gargoyles, but they are still awake. They're still conscious. Toy Story style? Yes. Kind of. Yes, precisely. That's what it would seem. So the way I see this playing out... Is it's three against two, which doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. But Victor is a bit of a coward. He is. And Laverne, eh, she's on an age. And, and <laughs> she's a bit is. on an age. Even though and she's stone. They, and they don't have legs. They don't have legs. Like Timon and Pumbaa have speed on their side. And I see this as I see this as Timon kind of leading them on. And they're running through it, like to chasing after Timon in this. I was gonna I was gonna give him like a building, like a cathedral kind of a place okay. where I'm putting him, even though Timon and Pumbaa in Savannah. Yeah, home court advantage. Uh, but then the, so he always does it. Gargoyle, I swear. I, the thing is, I don't think gargoyles can be anywhere else really. So it's like they're on, they're in the stone. Right. It's got to be a building of some sort. Yeah. So they're there and like uh, t- they're chasing Timon and Timon's running and then they finally corner Timon and he's sitting there like uh, in the corner, like pinned up against the wall, and the three of them are surrounding him. And all of a sudden, Pumbaa comes running up like a bowling ball and hits all three of them like bowling pins. They scatter and they hit the ground and shatter. That's the thing. Scatter and shatter. If it's extreme gravity, even with their stone wings, which I don't really think help them fly all that much, like they will shatter. Yeah. And so I actually came up with the same scenario. Yeah? Yeah. Bowling? You know, because if the gargoyles did hit Timon and Pumbaa, like it's stone clubs. Their hands are stone clubs. Yeah. yeah. They'd be in serious trouble. I just think speed is on the other side. So we're giving it to Timon and Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Great choice. Next up, we have Little John. From Robin Hood. And Baloo. From The Jungle Book. Wait a minute. Both voiced by Phil Harris. Yeah. Both 
kind of anthropomorphic obese bears. And both, they literally reused the same yeah. animation for both in some scenes. Yeah. Like uh, Baloo came out in 1967 in Jungle Book in 1967. Little John was Robin in 1973. So not that far between them. Right. Skills of Little John, uh, cooking, spying, dressing up, archery. He's good with daggers and a quarterstaff. Whereas mm-hmm. Baloo, his skills are his roar, his physical strength, his fighting skills, dancing skills, singing skills, and piloting. And survival skills. And being Bill Murray. Piloting. Are you? Tailspin. 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 I think it's a separate balloon. No, we are using Tailspin. How? As he, does, he doesn't even wear a hat or a, like a t-shirt. Just a t- in, <laughs> Like, how did he get plane skills? From, <laughs> Look, that never made sense to me when I watched it Tailspin. It makes sense. Somehow. Man. Uh, also, I put survival skills because he's able to, you know, eat the ants under the rock and things like that. He knows how to live in the jungle. Right. So weaknesses of little John. He's a large target, obviously. And he doesn't have much of a carnal instinct. They're the exact same size target. Yeah, it's true. Because Baloo, he's easily distracted. He's bad at disguises. And he loses the claws on his front paws. Mm-hmm. Also very forgetful. Yeah. Uh, weaknesses for little John. I have no pants. Yeah. Because that's... But then Baloo has no Disney pants weekends. too in Tailspin. Either go pants or go naked. Like, it just seems weird. It's like um, working from home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So I picture the fight going like this. I'm listening. So little John, very good at disguises, as we've seen in Robin Hood. He would dress up like a lady bear, and he would woo Baloo. All he would need to do is put a wig on, because clearly in the jungle, that's all you need to dis- discriminate, <laughs> that it's a lady bear. So Baloo would try to show off to John. He'd be singing and dancing to her. Little John would start a tango, and then all of a sudden, because he's got weapons, he has arrowheads, you name it, he would then start dicing up Baloo and he would skin him. Oh my gosh, why? It's, the whole show is going to be on Kids will listen to this. He'd skin him. It's got pictures of Disney on the cover art. Oh yeah, get ready. No. <laughs> Baloo's no. getting skinned. No. Oh. Because no. he has actual weapons. But there's the thing, Kent. Weapons are fine. But when you got the brute strength of a bear that took on a tiger in the Jungle Book, you're going to have the fierce competitor win. Little John's He's soft. not facing a tiger. He's facing himself with weapons. Little John is soft. He basically relies on Robin Hood almost the entire movie. And dressing up as a woman, sure. Dressing up Good as an orangutan and fooling all the other orangutans with nothing more than like <laughs> coconuts, that takes some skill. It didn't last, by the way. It didn't, but because it was a bad disguise. In the Disney wiki, he says bad at disguises. He's not that bad at disguises. He fooled him for almost the entire song. And then at the end, when, it, when they slapped him on the back and it came off, then he was revealed. <laughs> I just think Dumb that I think that little John little John relies too much on Robin Hood to do his fighting for him. Baloo does his own fighting himself. Now, little John saves the day quite a few times in that movie. Baloo literally saves Mowgli from being eaten by Shere Khan. And he loses him. He's easily forgetful. No, and distracted. Mm-mm. It says it in the wiki. I don't buy it at all. I think that uh, the Baloo the Bear. No, is we have a we have a modern we have a modern trained fighter versus someone that will eventually go and to when, when does Little John school? do any fighting? It, the whole time he shoots arrows, he uses daggers. Robin Hood shoots arrows. Who doesn't Little John? I don't think he does. Yeah, it says archery right there. Good, at, mm. good with daggers. It's blue with a dagger versus blue who's forgetful. Blue with claws versus he actually blue loses with his no claws. claws. Loses his claws. Little John? No, blue. When in the new Jungle Book movie? Oh, please. doesn't have claws in his front paws. That's ridiculous. It's true. You should see the new Robin Hood they're going to make. Uh, nope, it's going to happen now. <laughs> Taron Edgerton? You wish that into existence. Wow, this is difficult. I didn't expect Why it. Why are we disagreeing so much? This is, uh, this is, this is first round stuff. Uh, I like your argument, Joel, about who Baloo has gone against, but I like that little John has weaponry. 
I think he can use it to his advantage. Weaponry. Uh, he's a modern fighter. Only goes so far. I, and by modern, I mean medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> they could have at the same time. <laughs> little John, uh, I think, has that little bit of an advantage, and I'm going to give it to him. <sighs> he started wearing a shirt before Baloo. There's you made a very compelling argument, though, Joel. Not fighting a tiger. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Gus and Jacques from Cinderella. And Miko and Flit from Pocahontas. Hmm. So the skills of Gus and Jacques are cleverness. Singing and dancing, whereas the <laughs> skills for Miko and Flit are the thievery and trickery of Miko and Flit the hummingbird can sever arteries. Oh, God. That's not on the wiki, but that, that is, is true. It's a hummingbird with a killer instinct. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Think about it. Uh, for <laughs> strengths, uh, you get like speed and agility in the mice, but then Miko and Flit are also pretty quick themselves. Jacques is quick-witted. Gus is a little mm-hmm. more slow. Uh, they're yeah. both... like. Miko's yeah. the biggest one of the bunch. Yeah, like Gus's priority is making sure his belly is treated right. And so he's slower. And I think he would probably hold back Jacques. Whereas the weakness for Miko and Flit is getting stuck in objects. Like Flit gets, gets stuck. His, yeah, he keeps like he like darts towards something, gets stuck in a log. Right. And I think that's the thing. Like groups don't always have the advantage because sometimes there's someone that the other one will hold back or try to save. I think that Gus and Jacques are much more kind of le- less animal like. They're more people like. They're more intelligent i would say mm-hmm. uh i they also can wield a pair of scissors as we've seen in the movie and i just think that could be to their advantage they actually wear clothes and the Cinderella <laughs> makes them. Well, wearing clothes granted it was my last it shows arguments. a higher level of intelligence but i think that gus and jacques will be able to work together whereas miko and flit always seem to be kind of opposites they're always kind of battling against each other or not battling against each other but like uh, Miko's kind of stopped Flit from doing his thing. Uh, Flit well, both were kind of like comic relief. Yeah, but they don't, they don't seem to be united as Gus and Jacques. Gus and Jacques are a, a team, and so I think they're going to defeat Miko and Flit. See, I think it is going to be a disadvantage having Gus in the fight. So I do think they're fast. Like, they get away from Lucifer all the time. Mm-hmm. Lucifer. The cat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get away from Satan, him, Satan, Satan, himself. So, but they're, they're fast, but they're no match for a raccoon and a hummingbird. So Flit would probably leave a trap with berries, and Gus Gus would be like, oh, Bears. And he would take part. And Jacques would be like, no, it's a trap, obviously. What are you doing? But then Gus Gus would be dead because Flit would probably poke out his eyes. Mm-mm. And then Jacques would be outnumbered by a raccoon, which is multiple times bigger than Jacques. And Flit, who's ready, he's got a beak of blood. because no, Miko's about the size of Lucifer. Okay? So here's how I see it playing. Mm-hmm. Miko, or Flit, goes flying at Jacques and Gus Gus. Right. And then they go into a hole, and Miko into the wood. So then they, the Miko, uh, Flit stabs into the hole. Uh, Miko goes over there to pull him out, and as he's push, pulling him out, they push a, a vase or a jar, whatever happens to be on the top of the thing, on top of Miko's head. Both dead. Jay goes to Gus Gus and Jacques. Sorry, Miko and Flint. <laughs> Flit. Speaking of mice, let's keep this rolling with Timothy Q. Mouse from Dumbo versus Sven from Frozen. What? So- yeah, I know. <laughs> so skills of Timothy Q. Mouse. There's a lot of animal sidekicks in Disney movies, no, obviously. Almost exclusively. So Timothy Q. Mouse. I love that. I have the, do we know what the Q stands for? Quaint. 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 I don't know. Quigley. <laughs> it's Quigley. Quigley, uh, Quigley down under. No, that's rescuers. Oh. <laughs> so his skills are intelligence, wittiness, creativity, which all intelligence, by the way, and deductive reasoning. Once again, the skills of Sven are great speed, strength, and jumping ability. And Timothy Q. Mouse, his weakness, he's prideful. He's got a lot of pride in him. And uh, Sven, his weakness, is lacks the ability to talk. And so has to have someone else do it for him. Yeah, and sing for him as well. Yeah. Also, Timothy Q. Mouse has weakness of his flashy clothes. Like, it makes him easy to spot. And also, he's an alcoholic. Yes. What? 
He yeah. is a heavy drinker. <laughs> he definitely he's is. Pink elephants, anybody? So I think Timothy, he's a smart mouse. Like, that is what his skills say. Like, he just says, smart, smart, smart. But he's a big, dangerous reindeer. Like, they won't attack unless provoked. Somehow, he'll get the upper hand, and he'll jump on the antlers and head, and he'll, like, he, he'll be like, well, I have to attack him. So he'll try to, like, scratch the eyeball, his fin or whatever, but he's a tiny mouse. The reindeer will freak out. I think Timothy Q. Mouse will fall to the ground, and even in a panic... Sven will accidentally crush him with his hooves. I think that Timothy Q. Mouse has a much better record of controlling large animals larger than him. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, he controlled an elephant, for crying out loud, and didn't get trampled on that entire time. Elephants are so gentle. Whereas Sven, <laughs> he's just a reindeer. I don't think he's shown any sort of, like, personality. I mean, he has personality, but not, like, mm-hmm. any sort of initiative. Or he any sings sort in of 80 songs. Like I think that he is waiting for someone to speak for him and tell him what to do. But do you I think feel Timmy like Ghost when going to be that person? I hear you, but do you feel like when someone speaks for him, like like a Kristoff, it's always you know leading him the good way, but without any master, Sven could actually become quite dangerous and be an actual reindeer. I think those fourteen points on his head are useless. I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. I think Timoth- Timothy Q. Mouse is conniving, and I think he's going to sneak Sven some alcohol and get him <laughs> get Sven drunk. Um, <laughs> family friendly. And Look, the amount of alcohol that Timothy Q. Mouse could actually hold. <laughs> It's not enough to get a reindeer he'll, he'll drunk. Lead, he'll lead the reindeer to alcohol and make him drink. I think that's the same. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's did, the I, did I mention that they're fighting in a distillery? <laughs> apparently I just that works. That. that works. But I see Timothy Q. Mouse as actually manipulating a Sven to the point of Sven offing himself in one way or another. Whoa. Wow. See, I feel like just even by tromping around, Timothy would get stepped on. He and survived especially, He can survive one reindeer. Well, you know, it's Dumbo. Dumbo's and gentle. His, and the rest of the elephants at the circus. Baby mine. Don't make me cry. <laughs> That's not fair. We're moving on. I like your, your point about, I feel like Sven might accidentally step on him, but he does have a lot of experience with large animals and would be able to avoid that. For some reason, I'm going Timothy Q. Mouse. <laughs> yes. I hate this matchup so much. <laughs> Where to go from here? Uh, Doug? From Up and Abu from Aladdin. So skills of Doug are a sense of smell and his bark. Abu has thievery, trickery, can understand human language, adept with a sword, and can carry multiple times his weight. <laughs> the weaknesses That's of Doug are physics. he can be an airhead. His loyalty, not really in a great place. And he gets distracted, whereas the weakness of Abu, greed. Mm. He's got a lot of greed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, Abu's good at pickpocketing. He's good at he's yeah. speed. Doug is a big, lovable fluff bunny, but he is not going to do well against Abu. Like, I picture going this way, like, all Abu needs to do is throw apples or sticks, and Doug would just run, like, happily, mm-hmm. right? Like, even though he's like, oh, I need to kill this monkey. What? Fetch? <laughs> and so he'd run to it, and then Abu does have a dagger, and so he'd probably toss it through Doug's skull. Wow. Whoa. He needs to die. Wow. <laughs> it's better than offing himself in a distillery. <laughs> <laughs> Most things are. <laughs> Uh, so we agree on Abu? Uh, well, basically, I was going to say that uh, all Abu really needed to do was just put something over the cone of shame. Yeah. And like a piece of Wait, Doug comes with a cone like of that. shame? That's so sad. I just I picture <laughs> him in the cone of shame. I don't oh, know why. Poor Doug. But yeah, I, I don't think Doug is going to make it past this round. So I'm going to agree. It's Abu. Oh, I love this show. Oh, thank you for making up for Timothy Q. Mouse. <laughs> I was, I, th- this next quick story. I recently rewatched Hercules. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. movie. Do you know that this next character, Phil, from Hercules, is Philoctetes? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a C in there. 
Never yeah. knew. And Mushu from Mulan. This was a great pairing because they're both Eddie Murphy. mentors. Yeah. These are mentors slash trainers. Yeah. Uh, some are better than others. And much smaller than who they're training. Yes. The skills of Phil are knowledge of fighting skills. And apparently, in the wiki, it says his agility and acrobatic skills exceed young Hercules, but not older Hercules. And he can eat anything. Like, he actually eats a bowl. Not a bowl of fruit. Well, he he's, eats, he's a satyr, so... Yeah, he, he's a goat, basically, yeah. right? And uh, budding with his horns, the skills of Mushu are fire breath, leadership, hand-to-hand combat, fireworks, street smarts, and salesmanship. I'm glad you said fire breath rather than, like, you know, actual fire power. Right. Because his fire breathing ability is less than impressive. They basically said it could be used for a, a lighting fire, like small fire. Sure. It's kind of like I me mean, if I haven't had gum for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so there are weaknesses, like Phil's weaknesses are greed, lust, and impatience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like just throwing that in there. <laughs> the half goat's weakness is lust. And then Mushu's weakness is uh, overconfident, impulsive, selfish. Also, the fire breath doesn't work if he drinks ice water, as seen in House of Mouse. <laughs> and that's where I want to go with this. I think so, he's also insecure. Yeah, he's insecure. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he got demoted. And Why, in, but Phil is too. And in Mulan 2, like he stops Mulan from marrying who she wants because, you know, he doesn't want to go back to his old job. Wow. I Mulan hate that you know that. And House of Mouse. Oh, I, w- I, I went deep. I hate that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> So I think Phil would be running scared because you have a, even though it's miniature, it's still like a dragon. It's a fantastical dragon chasing mm-hmm. him. But he can run fast because he's got hooves. So even if the, the ground is hot, you know, a fire was laid there, I think he can still run over it and not really be hurt. Even if he does get slowly roasted by the fire breath, he can jump up and he can nick Mushu with a horn. And to stop the fire breath, if that is a threat, he can, because he's a trainer, he probably has a lot of water around because he trained Hercules for boxing, he can throw the ice water into Mushu's mouth and stop the fire breath. And they'll probably stomp all over him. Sorry, I went deep. And I used House of Mouse with, with my argument. I just, I don't know. Like, Mushu seems to be very durable in Mulan. He gets crushed and, and almost blown up. And yeah. He basically is able to survive a lot. Oh, this one's tough for me because I see Phil and Mushu. I, I see Mushu. I, I see Phil just stepping on Mushu. Like that's that's kind of my image that I have in my head. Right. I'm just like trampling all over him. Mm-hmm. And I see Mushu just kind of be like, "I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm not going to do this anymore." Hold on. Does Phil eat Mushu? <laughs> I think he does. No, <laughs> no. Because because you're right. I think he Mushu's very he, stringy. He is. I think he just picks him up. Like you said, he eats anything. I think he picks him up and eats him. And and maybe Murphy's very not happy about and it. Like a little there. fire breath. Because yeah, Phil, burp, he burps and blah. Yeah. Phil is like older than time and has yeah. trained so many Olympians. Well, so Mushu's no spring chicken himself. You're not, you're not kidding on that one. He's ancient. He's, I was going to say he's ancient dragon. But think of their products, right? Like Mulan versus Hercules. Uh, yeah. Mulan did great, but Hercules. It's, or even like, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Achilles or yeah. you know, he had these, all these heroes. So yeah. All right. I like it. So rule thing, Phil? Phil. Yeah, Phil. Phil takes the win. All right, next up we have Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Is your tummy okay? <laughs> it's, that's the sound from the, the foghorn oh, okay. on Disney Cruise when you wish upon a star. Oh, I was that. like, why did you choose that way? <laughs> versus, it works. Versus Sebastian. From The Little Mermaid. No, we're not oh, doing okay. that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so make whatever me bring in the nose flute. Star, I think of a Disney oh, no, no, no. Not the nose flute. So Jiminy Cricket, he gives you hope. He gives you reason. He's the moral compass. All very uh, admirable things. Yeah, and like great knowledge. He can hop. He has his umbrella for a weapon, and I think that's kind of fun. Lock picking. Yes. He gets inside a lock and actually picks it. Also, when yeah. he's in the house of mouse, uh, <laughs> many <laughs> characters try to eat him, and they're not allowed. Okay. 
Whereas the skills of Sebastian, he has claws that inflict painful pinching, music expertise. Also, he's a prison kingpin. So in the movie Ariel's Beginning, oh he was gosh. actually he actually started a prison riot before his time serving the king. What? Uh, the weakness of Jiminy Cricket, he's killed by hammers, as we know. Uh, he can't handle older what? locks. As we know? Yeah, in the original story of Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Pinocchio obvious. killed him what with a hammer. What sources are you using? You're going sequels and original source material? Um, and not, Wikipedia from the dark web. Not Disney, stricken from the record. Oh, oh come on. Okay. <laughs> well, he can't handle older locks, and that is from Disney. Yes. Uh, he gives up easily if he thinks no one listens. And also, no one wants him as a conscience. Whereas oh. Sebastian, his weaknesses are hot water, butter, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then others knowing his stage name, Dizzy Crustacey. Wow. That's from Before the Prison Riot. What do you have on the fight here? I was going to say, this is a very simple one for me. Um, I also like this pairing because no one listens to either of these No, characters. that's true. They're both, they're, both, they're both trying to be moral compasses for their protagonist. Yes. And they keep getting shoved off. And they also have beautiful musical numbers, both of them. They're I actually like chasing think, after their. I think they'll both almost talk each other to death because they'll have like a filibuster, like the great psychic <laughs> filibuster, because they'll use diplomacy because that's how they that's well, how they run as a character. Oh man, I feel bad saying this knowing kids are listening, but you know how I've some, already gone there. You, well, I was going to say, you know how some kids, uh, maladjusted kids, shall we say, mm-hmm. pull the wings off uh, crickets and grasshoppers and yeah. whatnot, and come off real easy. Sebastian's claw, just one. Oh. In the head, oh. little top hat rolling down the hill. I just see one snip, and Jiminy Cricket's gone. I think that's exactly it. I, I think like maybe they'll shake hands and agree that no, like, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they'll use the claw, pinch, body's oh. cut in half. Oh, but shout out to like the greatest Disney song ever from oh, Jiminy so Cricket. Good. So it's, good, but sure. Yeah, I can't beat those claws. All right, so Sebastian moves on. Yep. Next up, we have Genie from Aladdin versus. The Seven Dwarves. From Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yes, this is a match. Seven. Seven dwarves. Against one genie. Against one genie. We got Doc, Grumpy, Sleepy, Dopey, Happy, Bashful, and Sneezy against one genie. And Wrath and Greed. (laughs) No, that's Shazam. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) What's in the box? So, not again. (laughs) So, when I talk about genie skills, it's going to sound pretty overpowered. Ready? Flight, high intelligence, humor, obviously. Mm -hmm. Humor for like 1940s movies and 90s reference. Cooking, limitless magic knowledge, teleportation, hydrokinesis, shape-shifting, and reality manipulation. Whereas the skills of the miners are? Well, they're miners. Doc is an inventor. Like, we could go through each character trait, but they all kind of have the same mission in mind. Yeah. Uh, but they Doc, all like mining, and they yeah. have a strong work ethic, and they're just not good at cleaning or cooking. Right. There's powerful sneezes. There's yeah. some intelligence here. Yeah. Okay. So I can't imagine what you're picking. <laughs> well. Listen to a rug. Here's what's going to happen here. But Genie knows the wishes of each of the dwarves, and he'll play on that. He's very, very smart. And so he'll be like, hey, rub the lamp, and I'll give you whatever you want. And each each one considers it. Though, how are they finding him first without rubbing the lamp? He's just hanging out because maybe Timothy Q. Mouse used him before, and he says, I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's kind of matters. Do they get three wishes or 21? I think it depends. Oh, they get 21. It depends who rubbed the lamp. I'm saying Doc, rub, oh, Dopey, rub the lamp first. Okay. Okay. That's true. And so they'll probably all get their wishes, and things are going great. They'll get all the diamonds and jewels they want. But when Genie tries to convince Grumpy, hey, I can make you happy, Grumpy's not cool with that. That's when everything falls apart. Make you happy? Like he turns him into happy? Yeah, like he says, I'm going to change who you are. You'll never be Grumpy again. But he's going to turn him into happy the dwarf or happy the feeling? Happy the feeling. Oh, okay. 
Happy too. They're going to call him happy. Happy too. Happy as well. Glad. They call him glad. <laughs> yeah, glad. Glad doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> Amused. <laughs> and so Grumpy will rub the lamp and he'll wish that, well, he's probably going to sacrifice himself. He'll wish that the genie would come to the core of the earth because they're miners and say they have experience with that. And he would transport himself with the lamp to the core of the earth and they'd both sink in molten lava and he'd sacrifice himself for the other six. I was going much simpler. As you should. <laughs> I was going to say they're miners. So they mine into this, uh, the, the lamp. Yeah. They rub it. Happy rubs it. Genie comes out and he's like, oh, you know, I'm here to grant three wishes for you. And Happy being the, the wonderful person that he is, he's like, you know what? I, this has to be terrible for you. I wish that you were immortal. Uh, immortal. You, were, you became mortal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thank you so much. The bracelets come off. He's like, thank you. That was great. Grumpy comes up, pickaxe to the back. Genie oh, dead. The big, what? The big blue back. Also, we, we're, we're, we're skidding around one big issue here, Kent. The Does genie cannot kill someone else. That is one of his main rules. He has no way to kill the dwarves. But he skirts around his rules all the time. He does. He but can't let people wish others he, to die. He can't skirt around with a pickaxe in his back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Grumpy stays alive in this scenario? Seven dwarves are moving on. Yeah, they are. What? My mind is blown. <laughs> are you okay with that, Zach? When I saw this bracket... I was like, oh, genie, genie all the way. Genie's going all the way. But he can't kill. I can't bring people back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, he can't ask him. He can't ask him to kill anyone. He can't make people fall in love. And he look, can't bring back people I dead. think he will bend around those rules because they have to for these he Hunger Games. He's dead. Yeah, he is dead, though. He doesn't survive. They could simply bury the lamp for good and command that he stays in the lamp. And or that's how they win. They have dope. access to the deepest levels of. Um, or, he, or Dopey rubs the lamp. And he comes out and he's like, what do you want? And Dopey never says a word. And so he never is able and to do his wishes. And he's confused and he just hides in his lamp. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, Genie's gone. Seven dwarves. Moving on. For the win. What? Happy and glad all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad. What? Had, what just happened? Genie can't kill. Seven dwarves. The Iron Giant just lost. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Oh my gosh. Legitimately shocked. We shock Zach. <laughs> yes, you broke me. Zach's kind of a big Disney fan, so some of these are probably killing him. Yeah. Nope. Apparently, they're killing Genie. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Next up, we have Scuttle from the Little Mermaid <laughs> versus versus Archimedes from the Sword in the Stone. I mean, these should get less ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, it's an even wave. Like, oh, okay. So the skills of Scuttle, uh, flight, and knowledge of the surface. Yeah, knowledge, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archimedes, uh, he can speak like a human. Flight. Also, this could be a weakness and a strength, but he has a hot temper and it could lead to violence. So hot temper could be used against you, could also be against whoever's making that temper hot. Yeah. I see Archimedes as the more learned of the two. He's a man of the world. He knows what's going on. He's studied. He understands flight, for example, much better than Scuttle does. Scuttle is calling a fork a dinglehopper. He doesn't understand the outside world. But does he come with a dinglehopper? So all, all all Archimedes has to do is say, look... I've got this amazing new uh, drink for you. It's going to make you fly 10 times faster. It's called arsenic. Here you go, Scuttle. And he's like, arsenic? Sounds great. Dead Scuttle. But he give it a different name, like a cute name. Yeah. So I looked up a news story recently. Uh, actually, on the beaches in New Jersey, there were so many seagulls. This is the seagull versus owl story. Yeah, seagulls versus owls. There were so many seagulls, they didn't know what to do because people keep feeding seagulls. So they take over and they they just make a mess everywhere, everywhere they go. The city has brought in owls and hawks because seagulls 
are afraid of owls and hawks. Really? Yeah, they're afraid of the eyes. Oh, who knows if they are, but it, this article said <laughs> they they're afraid of the eyes. <laughs> what are you owls? most afraid about owls? The eyes. Eyes of the owls. <laughs> Mine? <laughs> and I just watched Twin Peaks, so, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're very scary. Yeah. But yes, owls can scare seagulls very easily. And also the talons. If we're going talon v. talon, owls all day yeah. and all night. True. So True. Archimedes, plus the intelligence is just... Great. Yeah, well, it, but the thing is, I know that Scuttle has more kind of manipulation of his hands. He can grab stuff and hold stuff. And Archimedes hates getting wet. It's he one does. of his weaknesses. He really does. And so, salt water. Mm, but yeah, he can spit it on him. But yeah, Scuttle loses. Spit it on him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Scuttle. Bye, Scuttle. You know, I had a Scuttle stuffed animal growing up. You did? Oh. Why that one? Is it the cheapest? Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably was. Not oh. even Flounder? <laughs> <laughs> no, Scuttle. <laughs> Did I it like sing? Sc- I like Scuttle. No, you like Scuttle. Come on, I like Scuttle. Nobody likes. I think Scuttle. Buddy Hackett is a great comedian. Wait, that's Buddy Hackett. Yes. What? Oh my gosh, it is. It's Buddy Hackett. I just never pieced him together in context. Next up, we have Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Wait, wait. And Zazu from Lion King. So skills of Lumiere are flame projection. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I couldn't find out what he's made of, but it. I did find maybe copper. So partially made of copper. Yeah. Or brass, possibly. Probably brass, I would say. Also, he's rebellious, and the skills of Zazu are flying. That's what it has on the wiki. And advice giving. Yeah. Once again, a mentor that no one listens Puns. to. Weakness of Lumiere is rust. Uh, the wax can't last forever, and he's a bit too flirty. Can the wax last forever? Because he's, he's enchanted. He is enchanted, but you could cut the wax off. Like, apparently it doesn't burn off. Yeah. But you could cut it into pieces. Could you? Whereas the weakness of Zazu is he's easy to capture and put in a cage. Literally in Lion King, he's in a cage most of the movie. Yeah. Well, it's even like the, it's got like the bone cage, the rib cage that he's in. Yeah. He's literally can walk out through the bars. Yeah. But still he stays there. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, we're giving this to. Well, I think Zazu would have a bird's eye view, right? Obviously he can fly. But then he'd only see a uh, candelabra. And he'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that is Lumiere, who I'm supposed to kill in this round. But Lumiere doesn't have to do anything. He can stand still. And he could just look like a normal household item because everyone has candelabras. And then uh, I have like six. And so Lumiere may or may not attack. But when he does, he could wrap his limbs around Zazu and choke him out while slowly cooking him. Oh, my gosh. Well, can't he? Yes. <laughs> I think Banana Beak's going to go down. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's like really it was one of those things where I'm like, what does Zazu bring to the table? Because, yeah, he literally just talks and then like he gets hit one time, I think, by Scar, just flies off and hits the wall and slides yeah. down. And he's out cold. I mean, the beak is tough, but not against brass and or copper. No, I think if he tries to bite any of that wax off, he's getting a mouthful of flame. Yeah. Zazu's the worst. Lumiere wins. Next up, we have Pascal from Tangled. Versus Flounder from Little Mermaid. Oh, this is an adorable matchup. This is. Is it? They're going to figure out one's a straight up murderer. Yeah. Allow me to tell you a story about the background of Pascal. Ready? As an infant, a small and defenseless Pascal would remain by his mother's loving side at all times. Where are you getting this from? On a dark and stormy night. This is canon. I know where he's coming from. The two chameleons were attacked by a venomous snake. Though Pascal's mother was killed while fending off the snake, the sacrifice allowed Pascal time to reach for safety. scar right on his forehead. Yeah, truth. Upon, he basically became Batman. Upon stumbling into a secluded forest, Pascal heard the voice of a young girl within a tower and curiously climbed up its length. At the top, Pascal was attacked by the snake again and suffered from its venomous bite, dying almost instantly. Fortunately, the young girl he heard was Rapunzel, and she was able to use the healing magic of her hair to revive Pascal. And so these two were sealed forever. Is this from like the Rapunzel TV series? Yep. The yes. Tangled series. Uh, quite good. Skills of Pascal are camouflage. The long tongue and the killer instinct. Flounder. <laughs> I, I have straight up murderer. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight up murder. Yeah. The uh, skills of Flounder are fast swimming. He's very fast. And he also has a uh, corkscrew move. 
which is helpful yeah. as well. And it's hard to say because sometimes they're fish creatures or, you know, marine life against land dwellers. dwellers. And so it's hard to say, like, where, where is this, this taking place? Where is this? Ta- let's, let's set the ground rules right now, Kent. Where is this taking place? On a beach. I think it has to take place on a shore. Yeah, a, a, a lake. Like on a shore or even... I guess oh, it has to be the shore. Ocean, shore, beach, because it's fresh. Or even like... Yeah. I picture like Kingdom Hearts where characters can swim and can move freely within the water. Like they can use their natural abilities because fish can't... They don't really have the limbs to move like other characters. What so, is Pascal going to do when the sonic music starts playing and he needs to get air bubbles? <laughs> Weakness of Pascal holds grudges, inflated ego. Weakness of Flounder, fresh water. He's riddled with anxiety. He scares easily. Fisherman. And he was also once served to Ariel in the House of Mouse. What? On a platter. House what? Of, so yeah. much House of Mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a pretty easy one for me because Flounder's a guppy. Uh, oh, they say he's I not think, a guppy. What if he's the wild guppy. card, though? He's a guppy. And so he's, he's very fearful. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's going to be swimming around. And what he doesn't have is the ability to camouflage. Pascal could literally be on the beach camouflage no one could see him flounder gets up and starts looking around stabby stabby well this is exactly what's going to happen pascal is going to use his tongue and camouflage it as a fishing line and make the end of his tongue like red fish eggs so he'll go be fishing with his tongue and so he'll immediately snag flounder and rip his gills out with his adorable hands whoa oh, they're adorable geez. hands guys adorable doesn't make it better it's got to kill him pascal so Fla- is real cute flounder's dead flounder's dead he is a guppy i feel bad because he survived a shark attack Barely. And now we have Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast and Thumper from Bambi. <laughs> what? I'm so glad Thumper made an appearance <laughs> in any bracket. Well, it's like I was like, should we do Thumper in Flower? But it felt like Thumper was kind of his own thing and Flower yeah. was, you know, there. So the skills of Cogsworth are scissors, singing, dancing and close combat. The skills of Thumper are speed and jumping ability. Weaknesses of Thumper are fre- fire, predators and the sound of silence. And then the weaknesses for Cogsworth is uh, daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So rabbits are actually prone to chronic illness, toxins, and vertebral disc oh, disease gosh. and arthritis. They don't actually live as long as we want to keep them as pets. Right. Thumper's got some issues. So I do think Thumper would be thumping on Cogsworth because Cogsworth is a clock. He's an old man at this point, mm-hmm. but he's got time on his side. But Cogs, Cogs would use his last resort and sound the alarm chime and spook Thumper because Thumper is easily scared. And then when Thumper is spooked, he'd pull off his clock hands off his face and use them as daggers Ooh. and slash the back legs of Thumper. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I, I disagree. Okay. Because I feel like Cogsworth, as you said, is an antique. If you've ever had an antique clock in your household, you know, you drop that thing, it's shattering. If you start doing like major vibrations by Thumper turning around just to kicking him, he's going to shatter to dust. There's no way Cogsworth is coming out of this unscathed. He's gone. Except for Cogsworth Strong fought a mob, fell many times. Strong hind legs versus a cowardly... Cowardly? Butler. Cowardly rabbit. Rabbits are the most scared animals ever. Thumper's brave. Thumper is not brave. brave he has enough. panic attacks, and that's why... And imagine that and, on and, an antique clock. And it gets very Twitter-pated. Cogsworth has survived much worse against humans, and humans could easily take out a rabbit. I think it's Cogsworth. Plus, whether it's gears, is throwing discs. Even if, he was, even if he couldn't tell time at that time. He doesn't have gears. His, his insights, he has, he has so many his weapons head. at his disposal. He's got, he's got a little pendulum. That's he could take there. out the pendulum and make it a sword. <laughs> oh. And Thumper would kick it out of his little hands, and it would break his arm. No, his legs. He's a fragile antique His, his clock. Achilles tendons are cut from the, oh. the clock hands. Wow. Can you kill an enchanted object? 
I think so because fire. During I was gonna say during the battle, they seem to be generally fearing for them lives at the end of beating the Well, beast. it's it's fire. Fire. Mm-hmm. So if you, if breaking. You, anytime the mob had fire, like they if were you, worried. If you break Cogsworth into gears, are the gears still Cogsworth? I don't think so. Could he, yeah. could he reasonably reassembled and still? No, because when the, the spell is broken and Bell finally kisses the beast and falls Spoiler in love with alert. him, uh, sorry, they, Cogsworth would <laughs> be there and become human again, but his guts might be strewn about if the gears were pulled oh. So, wow. sorry, kids. That's horrifying. But yeah, Cogsworth is, he's an antique because he's lived so long and he's been through so much. I think Cogsworth has more tools at his disposal. I'm going to go with Cogsworth. Ah, okay. He's got the weapons. Okay. Although, if Thumper were in the final four, I would have been really happy. I should have pushed him. I was, that was a fun one. All right, up next is Mater from Cars and Raja from Aladdin. So Mater did get his own movie, but still, yeah, did anyone see a, it? He's a sidekick because that's yeah. why the Cars 2 didn't work. Mater can drive backwards. He knows karate. He has high strength. Uh, his toe strap, he does stunts. And his speed, whereas the skills of Raja, well, he's a tiger, speed, <laughs> teeth, and claws. Mm-hmm. The weaknesses of Raja are rats, birds, PTSD from the circus because he was actually raised in the circus. What? And, and bass. It yeah. was in House of Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in House of Mouse. Actually, it was in the Aladdin TV series. Mm-hmm. And the weakness oh. of Mater, he's dimwitted, he trusts too easily, rust, and he did bidets. <laughs> That's in, in the movies. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wasabi. <laughs> this is a tough one because Mater is completely metal. I- ignorant about anything. But okay. Yeah, he's also made of metal and is a car and could hit a tiger pretty easily. I'd like to see Raja succeed in this regard, but a se- I think a sentient car beats a regular tiger. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mater like, is and, going and, through. And it would be unwitting. Like, it would be like yeah. a race. And Mater would be like, hey, let's race. And what then, are you doing? And then they'd race. And then Raja would probably get impaled on the, the tow hook oh, or something no. like that accidentally. We, we were already there. Why are you, why are you just... He's got to double down. No. Raja's a straight up tiger, but he's... My Mater's a car. I know. What, yeah. what is a tiger going to do against a car? Yeah. Okay. Mater it is. Next up is Maximus. From Tangled. Versus Pegasus. From Hercules. I love this matchup. Yeah, good matchup. Yeah. So the skills of Maximus, brute strength, speed and agility, fighting skills with weapons, and sensitive smell. And the skills of Pegasus, well, he has stamina, speed, flight, agility, and his strong hooves. <sighs> this is a tough one because I feel like... Did you mention strong head? Yeah, strong head. head yeah, he had those people a lot. Yeah. yeah. But Maximus also usually carries a uh, fry. He has a frying pan at the end there. And he can handle a sword. Wait, does he Does he carry the frying pan? No, the soldiers are carrying frying he pans. He does in one scene. Yeah. He does in one scene. Yes. They all convert to frying pans. But it does, it, doesn't it feel like that Pegasus is basically Maximus, but with wings? Yeah. Except for there's a size difference where Maximus is huge. And Maximus is trained in military, in, you know, military tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Pegasus went after a Hydra, so... With Hercules on his back. That's true. What did what did Pegasus do on his own is my question. Hmm. Nothing because they're best friends. Like they always need each other, Hercules and Pegasus. Mm-hmm. So does that mean Pegasus's uh, one accessory is Hercules? No. <laughs> no. Be nice. oh, geez, no. <laughs> the winner of our Disney bracket. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think Pegasus, I mean, the flight is a huge. It is big. Huge. It, yeah. So I think Pegasus will get the drop on Maximus, but Maximus will be waiting. In fact, Pegasus may have broken the law and we know how much Maximus respects oh. the law. And so Maximus has survived long drops before. Even if he does get taken up, he will somehow comically survive the long drop. All it takes is one snapped wing, which Maximus can do with a pan, anything, Mm -hmm. his hoofs, his teeth even. And he has the weight he needs to crush Pegasus. So I'm going to give this to Maximus, even though he doesn't have wings. Maximus just seems way more imposing. And Maximus can wield a sword. Yeah. I've seen him wield a sword in his, in his teeth. And I think if, if uh, Pegasus tries to headbutt him while he has the sword in his teeth, it's not going to go well. No, not at all. I'm giving this to Maximus. Whoa, I'm surprised. Here we go. Wow. 
I have a Maximus standee at my house. Yeah? Great. I'm honestly surprised, but I like it. Maximus is substantially bigger. Yes. All right. Next up is Tinkerbell. From Peter Pan. Against Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. From Sleeping Beauty. Three against one. It is. So, fun fact about Tinkerbell, she has her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in real life. What? Yeah. Also, she has a double at the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, which is cool. It's pretty cool. We're such a tiny character. Her skills are magic powers, fixing, flight, super smarts, advanced intelligence, weapon creation and upgrades, craftsmanship, good at handling weaponry and machinery, and can craft armor. Skills of flora, fauna, and merryweather are powerful light magic, chromakinesis, telekinesis, transformation, enchantment, and gift inducement. <laughs> it's a lot of words, but gift inducement, I think, is the biggest part. Okay. Uh, so I actually think Tinkerbell would ask, ask for a gift. Because she loves building things. And she'd be like, hey, before we fight. We're doing the talking Tinkerbell then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is Tinkerbell uh, with her own movie series. Mm. <laughs> Those movies are so bad. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, if my daughters listen, which I won't let them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but she would ask for a gift. And the three fairies would give her all the parts she needs to create a weapon. Actually, it's a three-shot crossbow. And she'd send that to them as a thank you. I do like the three fairies all together, but they debate all the time. They did a lot of infighting there. And whereas Tinkerbell is so intelligent that she would, she would get the upper hand or the upper wand. I'm going to disagree only because I watched Sleeping Beauty fairly recently and their magic is very powerful. They're able to turn like a, a, a barrage of rocks into bubbles and a, a boiling oil into a rainbow. Like they have these magical powers. Tinkerbell, she has the power of pixie dust. No, no, no. She's basically gasoline for flying. <laughs> so <laughs> I like I that. See, I see one wand pointed at her and Tinkerbell is nothing but fluff. But her, she's Tinkerbell. She tinkers. Her brain is always working, always building. And so, yes, they can turn boiling oil into bubbles or whatnot. But then right behind them, there's another trap and she would be ready in whatever environment it is. She's already made it a home alone situation. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> she is the Kevin, Kevin McAllister of the Disney universe. Based on Peter Pan, 1953, ah, she is But we not. are using the entire Disney canon, and True. in her own movies, she is so the she's Julie Roberts tinkerer. Too? Yeah. No, that's not a Disney movie. No. Isn't, isn't it now? I thought they bought that one out eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah they probably did. Probably uh-huh. did. Yeah. I, it's three on one. I, I feel bad for Tinkerbell because I think she's, she's a... But it's one brain pixie. versus three distracted fairies. Flora. Eternal. Fauna. Eternal. Meriwether a name. No, but, but in, <laughs> in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, one of them turns not, into dust. You did not. Yeah, one of them dies easily. Cannon. I'm so sorry. You did not. But I did. And for that reason, they're not eternal Terrible. because one of them dies easily. Terrible. Three against one. Tinkerbell sucks. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Flora Fauna Meriwether. That was easy. I, I'm all for the teal, teal, three for one, but Tinkerbell does not suck. She's the worst. No, she is not. Awful. Personal bias aside. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the three against one argument. She Then they use more magic. All right. We're on the villain side. For dress colors. Henchman time. Henchman time. Now, like you side. mentioned, there's a lot of bumbling happening here. Just saying. Mm-hmm. First up, we have LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. And the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Skills of LeFou are musical talents, torch, pitchfork, and he can withstand freezing conditions. Skills of the White Rabbit is he's hard to catch and he has great speed. This is difficult because LeFou is, I mean, his name literally translates to the fool. Yes. He's kind of a bumbling idiot and follows, you know, Gaston around. But he does advance the plot for Gaston. Like, Gaston's pretty lazy and needs LeFou as a scout. Right. But then the White Rabbit, like, it did, it did say that LeFou, it said his accessor, it said, what did it say, paraphernalia, that he comes with a torch and a pitchfork yeah. on Disney Wiki. White Rabbit, he's got a clock. 
with a chain. I don't know. But he's very fast. Look at Achilles tendons. <laughs> he's got a clock. Well, I mean, hey, yeah, as we know, Cogsworth. Talking, you know, around the neck. And everything. So the weakness of White Rabbit is he's hasty, disheveled, cowardly, and he has OCD, severe OCD. I don't think LeFou would be able to catch the White Rabbit because he's not very fast, but he would probably wait him out because he's good at withstanding any conditions. In fact, an entire winter. Yeah, he waits and becomes a snowman. He waits for so long. Yeah, and so he'd wait for him wherever he was and... You know, he wait for him with a pitchfork and maybe even hit the, the watch because I don't even think if he if he can't catch White Rabbit, maybe he'll get like his greatest treasure, which is the watch. And the, this would cause, cause the White Rabbit's OCD to flare up and he'd probably have a heart attack. So LeFou. Uh, I'm also saying LeFou, but I think it's just because he has the weaponry and the know-how and the killer instinct. Yeah. And I don't think the White Rabbit has that. Even though he works for the Evil Queen, I don't think he has the killer instinct. No, no, he doesn't. So yeah. I'm going to say LeFou as well. I think he's more... I, I was surprised to see him on here. I think he's a reluctant villain, if you will. It's more... It's like who they're... Oh, are you going off the new Beauty and the Beast? It's more... Zach. No, no I mean White Rabbit, not LeFou. Oh, okay, LeFou okay, is, okay. was the first person I thought of on this bracket. Yes. And yeah. with LeFou's win, there is still the possibility of an all Josh Gad final. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got Lawrence. From The Princess and the Frog. And Wiggins. From Pocahontas. And explain Lawrence to everyone that doesn't I, remember who he's the, the heck short, this guy is. He's the short, obese, bald guy that takes the shape of Prince Naveen in Princess Naveen. Yeah, he's the one that kind of convinces Prince Naveen to talk to Facilier. Yeah, he's... And he's got... He's greedy. He want, he's so power hungry. Yeah. And even though he kind of... He's conflicted as well. He does feel bad for his actions. He does start a lot of this tragedy in the story. Yeah. Wiggins, however, by the way, voiced by David Ogden Stiers, who's Cogsworth. Mm -hmm. Same voice there. Uh, He is kind of just this yes man. Uh, Kind of annoying, honestly, how just smarmy he is. I was watching clips of these people, and at one point, uh, they yell, savages, come in the thing, and he runs away. Yeah. He hides. He was terrified. Wiggins well, was terrified. his skills are crafting animals out of bushes, and he's a decorator. He's got a, yeah. He's a good at wheelbarrow pushing as well, too. Whereas the skills of Lawrence is he's very conniving. That's like his main one. Also, at Disney World in Frontierland, he's known as Voodoo Larry. They have a play before you eat that he poisons the food, but gets chased out, and the food is magically cured huh. before you eat it. So Voodoo Larry will definitely outsmart... The coward Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, Wiggins, I don't think, stood a chance. Although yeah. I was really impressed. He was able to push his big old be- obese boss around a wheelbarrow like it was nothing. But he's, he's a strength, coward. Like Piglet. He's a coward. He would cower and Lawrence is a schemer. Voodoo Larry moves on. Next up, we have Big Baby. From Toy Story 3. And Psy and M. From Lady and the Tramp. Skills of Big Baby are strength. He can rotate his head. And he's the strongest toy at Sunnyside Daycare. Uh, skills of Cyan Am are intelligence, claws, agility, and destructive tendencies, they as the, we well know. Yeah, they're the Siamese cats, uh, if you don't know who those are. If you don't, please. Uh, weakness, a big baby. It's machine washable, but only on the gentle cycle. <laughs> also, his cotton body can be destroyed. The weakness of Cyan Am are catnip and being canceled. Oh. Yeah, see what I did there? You did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like, so looking at the likes uh, for big baby, it's like being loved by Daisy, Barbie, and Ken. But then for Cyanam, it says likes causing trouble, baby's milk, fishes, attention, Independence Day. <laughs> Why? Is no animals like, a, like Independence Day. Is, no, it's a, is that a sequel thing? I don't like Rocky Four. So um, in, the, in the House of Mouse. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was one that was kind of easy for me because Cyanam are cats. 
<laughs> Big yeah. baby is a is a made of fluff. He's but a strong, toy. very strong. He's but there's two of and cyan. And he's got the eye that doesn't quite open all the way. <laughs> it's it's cyan. So do I. It's okay. It's cyan, cyan because that cotton body is getting torn up. It's it is. In seconds. If you've ever owned a cat, you know this is easy. But it's, if he's full of catnip, they're <laughs> toast. Catnip doesn't kill cats, Ken. It distracts them. Have you ever had a cat? Yeah, and they they just lay down and go. <laughs> Oh, it's like after eating a Baconator breakfast. Yeah, pretty much. Next up is Lock, Shock, and Barrel. From Nightmare Before Christmas. Against, apparently, these guys have names. Shanzi, Banzai, and Ed. From The Lion King. You never. know these characters. I, you, Ed, I know. Shanzi and Banzai. I can never remember their names. Yeah. I know who they are, it's, though. It's Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech Marin. No, yeah, I know Ed. them as Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech yes, and Ed. Whereas Shanzi or Shanzi is the most, that's the toughest one right there. Yeah. And then with Lock, Stock, and Barrel, you actually get uh, Danny Elfman. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, mm-hmm. and Catherine O'Hara. I, yeah. I love a couple of those. Yeah. So it's Lock, a- Shock, and Barrel, their skills are pranks, trickery, and kidnapping. And skills for the hyenas are fangs, claws, predatory instinct, and high intelligence. Hyenas are actually smarter than chimpanzees. Uh, the weaknesses of the hyenas are fear of anything larger. And the weaknesses of the triplets are they're disloyal to each other, triplets, and they're <laughs> afraid of getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Also, they're, they're kids. They're undead, but they're still kids. Yeah. I feel like uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel need an authority figure in their life. Totally. But then Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed also just seemed like they needed Scar. Because otherwise... Unless they get revenge. Unless they get revenge. And they did end up turning on their master. Yeah. Whereas Lock, Shock, and Barrel just got scared into submission. Hyenas track by smell. And nothing smells worse than a corpse. Wow. And that's what (laughs) Lock, Shock, and Barrel are. True. Also, even if they're mostly bones, even if, you know, the three are mostly bones... Hyenas digest bones and will easily dig right in and eat meat and bones. Doesn't yeah. even matter. Gross. Also, they have tiny legs, so they can't really run, and they're smaller <laughs> than hyenas. So I see Lock, Shock, and Barrel as being cowardly before any authority if they start getting after them. And so all the hyenas need to do is start barking at them, and they'll just start running. Like they were able to take Santa Claus just because Lock, Shock, and Barrel would take Santa Claus just because he didn't know it was coming. Right. But if he would have scolded them, they would have backed down. I, I, yeah, I agree. Shenzi, okay. Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Next up, we have Alpha from Up versus Roscoe and DeSoto from Oliver and Company. You hesitated because nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. <laughs> well, in watching it again, I was like, I was watching clips. I'm like, wait, did these guys actually talk? And then they did. And I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this now. The skills of Alpha are strength, speed, barks, and his hell. Uh, strength of the of Roscoe and DeSoto are above average strength and speed, intelligence, sharp teeth and claws, and brute strength. They're all Dobermans. Yes. True. Uh, by the way, Alpha is voiced by the same voice as Doug. It's the same person doing well, Doug fun. and Alpha's voice. Eh, I hope Alpha has his Well, that makes sense box. because it, the reason that they can talk is because they're all talking through the same voice simulator. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I do think Alpha looks cool and is a good second antagonist, but he's also very insecure. As described on the Disney wiki, if his vo- voice box gets bit or damaged, his voice bark will go high and he loses all confidence. That's all they need to do is just damage that easily. And then the two dogs would easily circle and make short work of him because he would just cower in fear. Except, Kent. It's two on one. If you remember uh, Oliver and Company and the grim ending for both Roscoe and DeSoto. Uh, it's horrible. They get electrocuted by the third rail on a oh geez on a, a train tracks i blocked that out and it's kind of horrifying mm-hmm. and so i think when they try to disable alpha's collar 
getting zapped. So one may die. One goes down. and then Wait, wait, a voice box will <laughs> electrocute you to yeah. death? Yeah, a lot of power <laughs> running through that. No, but and like <laughs> they are li- they're like scary characters, whereas I don't feel Alpha is played up as scary at all because the dogs in that movie are so distracted and the voice box works against them. I see Roscoe in this, as... They're all a bit Soto neutered, if you will. As kind of as henchmen. I see Alpha as a leader and decisive. I think he's more ah, trained but, than Roscoe and DeSoto. But, and so I think after the, the electric collar takes out the one, that it's just one-on-one and Alpha's going to be able to take out Roscoe. But if the box is damaged, just like in Up, he's no longer the Alpha. The other dogs turn on him. And but, so no, all it takes no, is no, a no, weak Doberman versus... No, there's still one Doberman, whether it's Roscoe or DeSoto. In fact, it would probably be Roscoe because he's the tougher one. Yeah. And so Roscoe versus a weakened Beta at this point because he's no longer Alpha because he has a high-pitched bark. He has a high-pitched bark because the collar is broken. Yeah, it's broken. And then he gets insecure, which happens in Up. Roscoe still has the deadly intuition. Now, Alpha is a trained leader of no, dogs. No, but in the movie, Roscoe he no longer becomes thugs. the Alpha. It's not even his name. It's his title until he gets insecure. There's and no the Alpha here because it's him. there's no other dogs there except for Roscoe DeSoto and Alpha in this, yeah. in this arena. And all he needs is one dog to make fun of him, and he loses all confidence. No, he's a trained military leader. And Roscoe and DeSoto are very concerned about what happens to each other. They're very tied to each other. I think uh, Roscoe's going to be mourning over DeSoto's electrocution, and then <laughs> Alpha's going to get him. No, throughout the movie, DeSoto, he gets distracted easily. Roscoe always has a job in mind. He's very driven to But they're very dependent on each other. Two versus one. I like those odds. Roscoe, only Roscoe moves on. DeSoto <laughs> might die. DeSoto's gone. He'll Roscoe get, alone. He's, uh, he'll get back for the this next so round. He's back on the next round. But yeah. That's brutal. Roscoe and DeSoto. Next up, we have Lucifer. From Cinderella. And Felicia. From The Great Mouse Detective. Skills of Lucifer are claw, sharp teeth, cunning, brute strength, speed, jaw strength. Jaw strength, who knew? And also transforms into an evil coachman in the third Cinderella movie. Oh my gosh. And then Felicia. Skills are claws, fangs, and speed. Uh, they're both a little chonky. Except for I, watching it again, Lucifer's, he's portly. Yeah. Uh, Felicia's obese. Yeah. She is going to have a heart attack. Well, she has constant hunger, low IQ, no voice. Yeah. And she basically waits around for Radigan to get displeased with someone. Then Radigan rings his little bell and then she comes out and eats whoever he wants. Yeah. She had fidget in, in her mouth for a good couple minutes and he came out. No, and she just, kills in that movie. She does. No, she, but I'm saying she had a bat in her mouth for mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And then it spits him out and he's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she's apparently not that quick at digesting either. I think this is all about agility. And I think Lucifer has the agility. I do too. I think Lucifer's going to take this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Easy. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) I was waiting the whole time just to say that. Hey. Roll credits. Next up, we have Facilier's Shadow. <laughs> what? <laughs> from, from The Princess and the Frog. <laughs> and Morph. From Treasure Planet. If you don't know who Morph is from Treasure Planet, I don't blame you. That was one of the ones I had to look up. Underrated. So, I don't have a winner on this one, but we'll find one as we go. <laughs> so skills of Facilier's Shadow are completely sinister, conniving, can create horrifying illusions, also shape-shifting, but also illusions, and then Morph is morphing. Can yeah. morph into he, objects. He's a little pink blob corporeal object. And he can turn into yeah, he can turn into things and actually interact. Here's the thing: Facilia's like Shadow, Doctor Doctor Facilia's Shadow, can actually interact with the physical world. Yes, like at one point he grabs hats and throws them on a thing or trips somebody, uh, and then morph. When he morphs into something, he becomes that thing. Like yeah, he turns to a blowfish at one point and spits water out. And I'm like, wait. Is the water him too? Like, how does this work? He turns himself into a banana cream pie mm-hmm. and splats on someone's face. Once again, the Cogsworth argument when he when the curse is broken, that's what happens to Morph. It's not a curse, curse though. No, it's not. Morph just is space goo. Yeah. 
So it's interesting. The weaknesses on both of these is like Facilier Shadow is actually afraid of a horrific fate that awaits him. Mm-hmm. Afraid of being dragged yeah. down. Even though he'll allow, he's tied to Facilier, he'll allow Facilier to make these deals right. with the underworld. Uh, Morph is very overly emotional, disloyal, and also scares easily when someone is angry. And Morph as is... John Silver was. I was going to say, Morph is, Basically, if you've read Treasure Island, it's the parrot. It's Long John yeah. Silver's parrot, yeah. but it's a Morph. It's this pink... <laughs> Krang looking blob <laughs> right. that flies around and turns into stuff. It's hard because it's a shadow versus corporeal matter. Yeah. It does probably have to end with one of them being dragged to the underworld. It's just which of them can make a compelling argument. I have this idea because Morph at one point does turn himself into fireworks to celebrate something. What's something a shadow cannot exist while there is this thing? It's light. If you have light, shadow cannot exist. I think all Morph has to do is turn himself into a flashlight or a fire or fireworks, and he will keep pushing the shadow man back and keep dominating. But isn't that matter being separated to the point where it's just They're dissipated? very loose on the rules. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was like, I don't understand what we're going for here. I think one is far more sinister, and yes. I think just for pure evil and for the conniving, I think both will be taken down by the souls from the underworld. But I do think Facilier Shadow would make that deal because the powers that the underworld could use from Morph to use as constant fireworks in the underworld. I I think Facilier Shadow would be dragged down eventually and probably make that deal. But first, it would be to drag Morph down so they could use his powers. See, and I see Morph as seeing this Shadow Man figure and then emulating it by turning into the same looking thing. Mm -hmm. And the Shadow's like, oh, it's Facilier and start kind of obeying what he's doing. And then drag him towards the underworld. Dun, 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 towards the graveyard. Dun, 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 down to the underworld. Zach? Oh, it's, that's Morph. Great argument. Yeah. Great argument. Uh, good, because I really wanted Morph to move <laughs> on. It's a stretch. All right, next up is Kronk. From every bracket we've ever done. <laughs> feels First, like. He, he, seriously, he was, on, he was on the villains. He was on uh, Disney Heroes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. It's how Kronk. He's it. so lovable. Kronk, yes. yes. But he's from the Emperor's New Unless Kronk. you're watching Kronk's New Groove, which is terrible. All right. And next is Mr. Smee. From Peter Pan. Skills of Kronk are... Which we've also had another practice. Yeah. <laughs> Stealth, strength, cunning, cooking, charisma, and multilingualism, or bilingualism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Smee is intelligent, strength, knows how to take orders, keeps dangerous animals at bay. And this is something I found out. He actually keeps the crocodile away. He does. And so without him, it would have got Captain Hook much earlier. True. Uh, he does, however... I mean, he, he probably comes with a pistol and a sword. Mr. Sure. Smee does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kronk, maybe with a squirrel. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, probably a squirrel. Or an angel and a devil. I don't know what he's coming with. But I just... First mis- aid kit. Mr. Smee, even though he's a pirate, he's a very fearful pirate. Like when he tries to shoot, his, he's jittering all over the place. I think Kronk is more level-headed, even if it's a, you know... A very flat head. Yeah, a dim wit. Right. He's very level-headed. And I think that if Mr. Smee makes any sort of disparaging pirate marks towards Kronk or his cooking, Kronk is going to take it. Yeah, I do think it comes down to the poorly fitted flip-flops from Smee. <laughs> she's running around in. Also, I think Kronk's a more physical specimen and able to endure longer. Which may not always work on his side. No, but I think against Mr. Smee. Against Mr. Smee, it would. Kronk's going to take it. Kronk goes on. Next up, Iago. From Aladdin. Versus Diablo. From Sleeping Beauty. Skills of Iago are flight, powerful talons, beak, mimicry of characters like he can actually speak whereas diablo is flight he can transform but he needs maleficent to do so right how does gilbert godfrey's voice become jasmine's voice so easily 
<laughs> so confusing. Yeah. I don't it's amazing know. skill. So the weakness of Iago is he's greedy, he's traitorous, he has a hot temper, and strong projectiles could take him out. Uh, weakness of Diablo is, well, in the end, petrification. Yeah, uh, Merryweather turns him into stone. If you don't know, by the way, Diablo is like the crow that yeah. flies around left. Yeah. Or in the new movie, the original movie from don't. 2013, don't. he turns into a dragon. Don't. The, the dragon Stop. from Sleeping Beauty. Stop. That's Diablo. No. That's how they changed See, I didn't that. Even know, I didn't actually know the crow had a name. I, I, for, I until I started doing this. Well, it's an iconic look, look, but no one really knows yeah. the character. All oh that yeah. Much. yeah, Diablo though, which is Spanish for crow. No, it's not. <laughs> it's <a> devil. <laughs> no, it is not. Satan. Satan. Ah <laughs> uh, man. So Diablo seems more just regular bird to me. Like he has, he obeys orders from Levinson. Like go spy on this. He understands that. But then that he's just cawing and flying and doesn't really have any sort of. There's no purpose reason. to reason. Iago doesn't need a master. He. Typically wants one, but yeah. does whatever he wants anyways. I also feel like Iago uh, survived a lot more than Diablo has, because you'd be surprised what you can live through. That's from Return of Jafar. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you're using Return that's of Jafar. The only sequel I can use because it's the only <laughs> one I've seen. Uh, but uh, no, I, th- I think Iago takes this one. Iago can even fit through a lamp, lamp hole. Yeah, lamp hole. Lamp spout. <laughs> a lamp hole. <laughs> And he didn't die. Are you agreeing? Yeah, I'm agreeing. Iago moves on. Next up, Brutus and Nero. From the rescuers. Against Anastasia and Drizella. <laughs> so Cinderella. Good. Oh, my what? gosh. The stepsisters. So stepsisters against two huge crocodiles. Crocodiles, their strings are stocking, swimming. Uh, their teeth are sharp. And wrestling. Also, Anastasia and Drizella. They've got pipe organ playing. Oh, pipe organ playing, they're clearly. They're very good at that. Yeah. Uh, Drizella is the highly intelligent one. She's abusive and sadistically cruel. She's the brunette. Yes, and she distort, destroyed Cinderella's dress and jewelry. And then if you look at Once Upon a Time, uh, oh, the wow. TV show, oh my she knows... Disney. Is that canon? Technically yeah. Disney. Uh, she knows witchcraft, telekinesis, teleporting, and she has oh, a sleep please. charm. Uh, whereas Anastasia is clumsy and plain. Well, if you, look, how she's no, if you look at if you look at Anastasia on Disney, my Mickey, description, <laughs> Zach is clumsy and plain. Apparently, Anastasia had a whole big like uh, change of heart. She became a whole new person because like it's all like formerly bad, now good. Well, she becomes the protagonist in Cinderella too. What? Actually, yeah, it's all about her finding love. Uh, I'm so sorry to tell that. It's disgusting. Uh, whereas you know these are crocodiles, but they're they're big crocodiles. They're big, but they're really incompetent as well. No, they can't catch mice. They get easily outsmarted. They get stuck they in an elevator. They can't really, in, really intelligent mice. <laughs> I, I was going to say, this is Anastasia and Drizella, who are fearful of everything. They're, they're, they're Not Drizella. She's very violent. Mm. She's basically her mother. The, the most violent thing she did in the movie was her sister on the head with a flute. Any of these people? No, she's. I think they're very. Too, they're, they're, they're they're too prissy. They're they're you know they're not they're high society or wanting to be high society. Uh, they don't know how to get in the in the swamps with an alligator. Of course, the alligators are going to win this. I'm thinking are the alligators are crocodiles. We keep going back and forth. They it actually come matter. both in the movie. Go watch Crawl. They're they're, they're <laughs> actually American crocodiles, but uh, I think at one point the mice call them crocs or something like okay. that. So I think Drizella is gonna want a new gator dress. <laughs> She's not Cruella de <laughs> She wants boots. <laughs> the monkey love my gator skin boots. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give this to the crocodiles. They're crocodiles. They're crocodiles. <laughs> I just have this horrible image of the uh, Anastasia and Drizella's like their different colored dresses just rolling around in the swamps. Oh, oh. <laughs> like sitting and I think there that's in the, the thing. bayou. As soon as mud touches them, they'll be like, "Oh no!" And yeah. then crocodiles are also they have waiting. very large feet, which are easily biteable by crocodiles. There we go. Next up is Ka from the Jungle Book against Sir Hiss from Robin Hood. Skills of Ka, very similar, by the way, once again, kind of copies of each other. Yeah. Uh, hypnosis, manipulation, prehensile body, singing, 
And then Sir Hiss uh, has hypnosis, his tail, taxing the poor. And that's a skill. <laughs> uh, Sir Hiss hates being called names. Uh, he was offended when little John called him Buster. Mm-hmm. Very dim-witted. Ka fails at everything he tries, honestly. He's cowardly, clumsy, easily sidetracked, often gets humiliated. So both of these snakes, yeah, they're snakes. And yeah. they're, they're dangerous, but they're both not very smart. What I feel, though, and this is something I observed, is when Ka hypnotized Mowgli and then hypnotized Bagheera, mm-hmm. they, like, they were in it for a while. They couldn't break out of it. In fact, Mowgli had to slap Bagheera's face to get him out of it. Whereas Sir Hiss, when he tries to hypnotize uh, Prince John, Prince John just shakes his head and is like, no, don't do that. So yeah. I think the powers of hypnosis and Ka are more powerful. And I think Ka is the more scrappy jungle snake, whereas Sir Hiss is a little foppish. Well, Ka is actually a python. He's 16 feet long. Sir Hiss is five feet long in canon. Wow. So that is impressive research. Ken. Basically an anaconda. It took out John Voigt. Or a, or a python. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, bigger snake. Better powers of manipulation. Less it's clothing. Ka. It's Ka. Okay. Ka moves <laughs> Less on. clothing. The little cape that somehow fits on a snake. <laughs> All right. Next up is Helga Sinclair. From Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Remember that movie? The Lost Movie. Remember that character? And Randall Boggs. From Monsters, Inc. So Randall's Hel- interesting, but not really a sidekick, but kind of a sidekick. Yeah. we Primary antagonist, but working for other purposes. Exactly. We included him because he is working for someone else. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, the classic Disney secret villain. Yes. Yeah. So the skills of Randall are wall climbing, camouflage, invisibility, hand-to-hand combat prowess, and manipulation. Skills of Helga are military training, martial arts, guns, marksmanship, leadership, seduction. Hey. <laughs> it's your favorite thing. She will reluctantly commit genocide. Yeah. <laughs> She also has a weakness of uh, being able to keep both straps on her shoulders. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, oh, I noticed. I said seduction, Joel. <laughs> you did. It's like every outfit she wears, there's a strap. It just kind of falls off one shoulder. So weakness of Helga are heights and betrayal. Weakness of Randall are acne, insecurity, envy. And he was... Acne? Beat- yeah, acne. Monsters University. Oh. He was beat down and possibly killed by a redneck mom with a shovel. And yep. so if a redneck mom with a shovel calling him Gator can take him out. Don't forget when Boo is on his head... Uh, yeah, hitting him repeatedly. And he's like, ow, 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 ow. Like, I like Randall a lot. I think he's very malicious. He is. But he doesn't succeed in anything he tries. But do we really want to push forward a character that no one knows for we a We want to give her knows? the spotlight for once in her life. In fact, the directors of the first movie said, in the third Atlantis movie we were planning to make, because she falls to her death uh, in the first movie. Does she, though? Because she falls, and then she, she shoots, gets, yes, she she gets shoots the last a flare lap. at the balloon. And I was like, wait, the fall didn't kill her? Well, it wasn't meant to, because she was going to be a cyborg in number three and be the main baddie. Oh. So... Fan fiction, kind of canon. That, that's not canon. That's not Yeah, the canon. director said it, that it was going to be, but, but of course they're trained, not I was going to say, she's a trained fighter. She has a flare gun, a handgun, fists and legs. Even if he escapes through doors, she probably has grenades or gator traps waiting at the other I side. S- I, see, I see Randall as like camouflaging against the wall and her walking in the room. It's and just Predator. Kind of, then he tries to get her and he grab, she grabs him. She could lie in wait in the mud and hopefully the al- crocodiles aren't there. <laughs> and this is Predator. He could be invisible, but she would wait for him and spot him. Go with me here, though. What if Randall is her assigned monster and Randall is the thing that scares her? I think she would push through the fear. What if Randall was her monster when she was a girl? Nope. Sorry. Fine. She would laugh at him. Helga Sinclair goes on. This is so strange. It's very strange. (laughs) We've never said Helga Sinclair before. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Nobody knows who that is. Randall Boggs is great. Bacon Cell History is being made. Bacon Cell. Helga Sinclair. (laughs) It's going to be the title of the episode. The Ballad of Helga Sinclair. (laughs) 
<laughs> Next up, we have Fidget the Bat. From The Great Mouse Detective. And Joanna the Goanna. From Rescuers Dan Under. Why do I remember Fidget being scarier than he's described as? Because, well, his, well the, his first appearance is his big jump out scare yeah. in a Disney movie. He has an injured wing, a peg leg, and he can't swim or fly properly. But he's very cunning. He's very fast. And he can disguise himself as a baby mouse. And probably cause COVID-19. And then uh, Joanna the Goanna. She has teeth, claws, tail that has been known to knock down dogs and children. She's scary and she can swim a little. So I wanted to bring this up because you brought it up. Mm. Uh, Fidget can't fly. Like he can do no. small little things, but like his, he literally meets his demise when Radigan throws him off a, a flying balloon. Yeah. And I was like, isn't he a bat? And then I was like, oh, I guess he has a bad wing. Whereas Joanna the, the Goanna, if you don't know what a, a Goanna is, Varanus spenseri is the, the, the Latin name of this animal. Oh, now that makes sense. Eats anything <laughs> it can find, eats anything it can find, including highly venomous snakes, small mammals, small lizards, eggs, and carrion, and is able to digest anything it eats. When threatened, this animal hisses loudly, distends its throat, and whips its aggressor with its muscular tail. Yeah. The goanna is going to eat the bat easily. So so quickly. it's too bad because that first scene of Great Mouse Detective, I would have given it to the bat. But well, and Fidget the Bat's a fun character. The way he speaks like this the whole time, like it makes me laugh. And next up, we have the Huntsman from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs against Honest John from Pinocchio. You mean Honest John Worthington Foulfellow? Yes, <laughs> it's one new full name. Well, yeah. the Huntsman didn't even get a name. No, in fact, he's like the most plain Disney character you can find. <laughs> Beautiful eyes, though. Oh yeah, Gorgeous. for sure. Uh, hunting. He's brawny and he has a dagger. That's for the huntsman. Whereas skills for Honest John are manipulative charisma, kidnapping, he's sneaky, intelligent, and will kill if it means easy money. Oh. I you, see the You huntsman. have similar powers, Kent. Well, the, I, <laughs> Huntsman uh, was given a task by the evil queen to kill Snow White. He was then manipulated to not do it. Yeah. Honest John is manipulator by nature. You're right. Oh. And I think he's going to manipulate the huntsman into turning his back on him, which is never a good idea for Honest John. And I was John's gonna he's gonna get his dagger off of the You're huntsman right. and he's gonna the huntsman he's the just too overly emotional and he's easily captured. Yeah. So Honest John will definitely throw him into a carriage or monstro. The version with Thor isn't Disney, right? No. Okay. <laughs> what argument were you going to make for Chris Hemsworth? I just like Thor. He fell for Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Save for a huntsman show. <laughs> Sustained. Moving on. Next up is Pain and Panic. From Hercules. Against the Bensons. From Toy Story 4. Ooh. Newest contenders, the Ooh. Bensons. Oh, man. So the Bensons are one of the... They, they're creepy. They're yeah. creepy. They're so, the uh, the ventriloquist dolls, right? Yes, yes. yes. Slappy yeah. from Goosebumps. Yeah, pretty hey. much. So skills for Pain and Panic are shape-shifting, immortality, scheming, trickery, and they can transform, and they did, into worms, snakes, little boys, critters, and horses. And a female Pegasus at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Bensons, their skills are nightmare fuel, <laughs> sewing, and strength in numbers. The, the Bensons are also pretty subservient. I mean, they work for Gabby Gabby. Right. And they follow her orders. Uh, that's, that's their entire purpose. They don't have a voice, by the way, which but, makes you wonder. They don't speak because probably they're ventriloquist. I mean, it's waiting yeah. for a ventriloquist to use them. But, the problem but they're is, also sentient. So how awkward is that? It's super awkward. <laughs> The Bensons are awkward. They need someone to listen to, but Pain and Panic don't really listen to what they're being told. Right. They try to accomplish tasks, but they never really get to the end. Mm -hmm. As seen when they poison little baby Hercules. Try to. Yeah, try to. Yeah. They got most of the way and they're like, eh, we'll get there. Uh, also, Pain suffers injuries. Panic has panic attacks. Oh. Huh. And they can be dragged to the underworld. So even though they're immortal, they can be ended. Yes. The battle can end. Yes. But this is demonic toys versus demons. mythological demons. Yeah. 
I was going for innocence. I think Pain and Panic would transform into the creepy little girl from Toy Story 4 that I don't remember because it's so forgettable. Gabby Gabby. Gabby Gabby. Thank you. And they would transform into her. They'd start giving instructions. And basically, like lemmings, they would tell them to jump into lava. There's lava here because I just decided. <laughs> <laughs> lava just showed up. Or water uh, or a fire. You name it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I see the same thing. I see that Benson's is, is looking for a master. I think Pain and Panic, even without shape-shifting, could turn into those masters. Right. So I think the Benson's, as intimidating as they are, they're puppets. Yes. Literally. Scary, scary puppets. A, a moment for the nightmare fuel, my goodness. But that was a great addition on the henchmen. Uh, that yeah. was Zach, right, who had that? Yeah, thank yeah. you. All right. And our last matchup for the first round. round. Horace and Jasper. From 101 Dalmatians. And Flotsam and Jetsam. From The Little Mermaid. Hmm. Skills of Horace and Jasper are strength, weaponry, hand-to-hand combat, and manipulation. Granted, these two are very different. One is definitely stronger, more intelligent than the other. Jasper is the leader, and Horace is the shorter, fatter, uh, dim-witted one. Yes. Whereas Flotsam and Jetsam, uh, very competent, sneaky, quick, persuasive, shape-shifting, magic eyes, sharp teeth, strength. And voiced by Patty Edwards, who is the voice of Gozer the Gozerian from the film Ghostbusters. That's canon now. yeah. (laughs) She's not Gozer. (laughs) Also, these are seen... In list because like I, like we said the henchmen are very incompetent. These are seen as the most competent Disney henchmen slash henchfish slash henchfish. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yes. They do everything they're asked. Yes, they are only accidentally killed at the end by Ursula. That's true. It's and right. She is very sad about the, the lightning bolts. Yeah. Whereas Horace and Jasper, they were defeated. Like granted, they did still eighty four dogs, but they were defeated by any singular animal that wasn't a baby. Puppies, let's yeah, calm if there were, were eighty five, I'd be impressed. Eighty five, maybe. But they were defeated by every other animal, and they were pantsed by dogs, and that was really their defeat. They seem so hesitant to also, be these criminals. Did you know there were brothers, by the way? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of figured. I, it was one of the things where I, I didn't really think about it until I read about it. So we have like the two most intelligent henchmen in the Disney universe versus two that lack wits, and I do think the eels would choke them out like pretty easily, one on one, two on two. Good fight here. But the eels would win. Couldn't they electrocute them as soon as they get in the water? They could. But also they died from uh, lightning bolts. So it works both ways. See, and I wonder if if, uh, Cruella DeVille would want um, some moray eel boots. Well, she would. She absolutely would, but they don't succeed. Like what's more slippery than eels? Nothing. Ew, gross. You ever tried to grab a bar of soap in the shower? (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with slippery? Okay. (laughs) Weirdo. Uh, I am. (laughs) I think I got to agree with Kent, though. I, I hate to end on an agreement so easily, but it's just I'm looking at this and Horace Jasper seems so reluctant to be villains and to do it. And so I see like Horace trying to like bash one of the mores, uh, Flotsam or Jetsam on the head mm-hmm. and then like, I can't do it, Jasper. And then Jasper's like, I'll do it. And he comes over there. And then by then, I think they've sunk their teeth in their feet and dragged them into the water. Whatever we do, these water versus land battles, they it's have hard. to be a beach. It has yeah, to be yeah, a I, shoreline I get that. of some yeah. sort. And I see them getting too close to the water and Flotsam and Jetsam taking it down. So Flotsam and Jetsam advance. By the way, eels are super creepy. Yeah. If you've ever been snorkeling or scuba diving, oh. And they appear from behind rocks and they're the worst. They got those sharp little fangs and they can electrocute you. (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Well, that finishes round one. 
of <laughs> Disney Sidekicks Bracket. My goodness. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you're playing along. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you agree with our decisions or if there's anything that you disagree with, which seems unlikely because most everything we said was logical. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there's no holes in our arguments whatsoever. <laughs> but, but let us know because we'd love to hear from you. And be sure to print out your own brackets at BaconCell.com so you can play along at home with your friends and family and not have the graphic descriptions that Kent says when you're playing with your kids. Edited show. <laughs> Before we go, we'd like to thank the I Am The Listener category. That's Terry Finley, Adrian Gray, Chris Strout, Braden Winterton, Jennifer Kilkowski, Sean Sanquist, Kyler Just Wants Joel's Approval, Alicia Bass, crew congrats to Jacob on the Chalupa Twins, Dutler, and Scott Sprague. Thank and also, you. we'd love to thank the Bacon Council. It's Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Stephen Ross, Mots Mudrow, Jessica Terry, Brian Madsen, and Reverse Listener. Thank you so much. Whoop. We love you all so much. We really do appreciate it. And to all you listener, we appreciate you as well. Absolutely. If you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They're performing online, so you can see them for free. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on all your social media sources, including liking the Facebook page, as well as following on Instagram and Twitter. And while you're doing that, make sure you go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale and get yourself a bacon sale shirt or mug or sticker mask art for your wall. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And then if you like what's going on on the show, go to patreon.com slash bacon sale and you can support the show. Uh, Support starts at just three dollars a month and you can get some fun goodies like bacon bits and extra video reviews from Joel's kids and Mm -hmm. other sorted fun things. Zach's going to be starting doing some stuff as well, so you get to get to know Zach a little better on Patreon. Uh-oh. Until next time, vote for Helga Sinclair. I think that's illegal in this state. No, we get nothing for it. Don't go. It's dark web. It sounds like Yeah. Don't look at Kent's search history. <laughs> Don't look at my search history. It's most woozles. That's most my woozles. fear, too. <laughs> most woozles. I don't have any any, any uh, damage from stuffed animals. Is he Tyler Durdening them? Your laughs are always useful. Whoa. I just realized that Prince John and Little John have the same name. Same. Martha. <laughs> that never made sense to me when I watched Tailspin. It Tail makes sense. Somehow. Man. Ben. Either go pants or go naked. Like, it just seems weird. Oh, yeah. Get ready. No. Blue's <laughs> oh, no. getting skinned. He's a modern fighter. Only goes so far. And by modern, I mean medieval times. It's a hummingbird with a killer instinct. (laughs) And I think he's going to sneak Sven some alcohol and get him to get Sven drunk. Um, (laughs) Family friendly? He'll lead lead the reindeer to alcohol and make him drink. And then Abu does have a dagger. So he probably toss it through Doug's skull. Wow. He needs to die. Wow. (laughs) It's better than offing himself in a distillery. It's kind of like me if I haven't had gum for a while. The half goats, weakness is lust. I went deep. I hate that you know that. Well, so, Mushu's no spring chicken himself. Oh, no, no, no. Not the nose flute. So, I can't skirt around him with a pickaxe in his back. They They're afraid single. of the eyes. <laughs> of what are you owls. most afraid about, Alice? The eyes. Eyes of the owls. <laughs> Mine? Whoa. Whoa. They're adorable hands, guys. Adorable doesn't make it better. It's got to kill him. So, Kayla is real cute. Skills of Bafu are Bafu. <laughs> <laughs> there is still the possibility of an all Josh Gad final. <laughs> oh, it's like after eating a baconator breakfast. Yeah, pretty much. 
If you don't know who Morph is from Treasure Planet, I don't blame you. A lamp hole. Zach is clumsy and plain. <laughs> she also has a weakness of uh, being able to keep both straps on her shoulders. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, Oh, I noticed. I said seduction <laughs> hole. The Ballad of Helga Sinclair. <laughs> Stealth. Stink. <laughs> stink. He's got stink, stank, you guys. Stank. Stank. <laughs>